Welcome to Multiple Revenue Streams, the podcast for anyone who wants to start a side hustle, business owners who wish to expand, entrepreneurs who build brands, and moms who build empires. I'm your host, Linda Payan, and I'm here to encourage you to keep going, do the little things every day, and start building a revenue stream that you are proud of. Please sit back, relax, grab your sparkling water, and let's find it. Good morning. We are here with Irene Deli, who is an award-winning multifaceted beauty entrepreneur, fruit carving expert, professional private chef, and wife and mom of three children. She has a degree in political science and sociology from the College of William and Mary in Virginia. She is the CEO of Ormalewa Cosmetics, Chef Creative Officer of Fruit Art USA, and is based in Frederick, Maryland. Ormalewa Cosmetics is an international makeup line for go-getter women of color who want a red carpet ready look every day. She has been featured in Allure Magazine, Elle, Black Enterprise, Bustle, NBC, and much more. Welcome, Irene. Thank you. Hello, Linda. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? So glad to have you on today. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, what I would like to start with is if you could share your journey from you mentioned that you were working a nine to five job in your bio online. And I'd love to hear the story from going from your nine to five job to your businesses. Sure. So when I was that kid that, you know, when I was in high school, I just knew that I was going to have my own business in a certain way, but I just didn't know exactly what it would be. But I'd always always been interested and, you know, great with cooking. And, you know, also I love makeup. So, you know, get out of college, you know, you got to get a job nine to five, but I just knew that that was not my journey sitting at the desk. I I just knew that wasn't my journey. So after a couple of years of working at a nonprofit in Washington, DC, I just had to start leaning onto my passion um, and focusing on, on my dreams. And that was that moment that I felt the need to go in with Omalewa Cosmetics and Fruit Art USA full time. So you started both at the same time. Yes, because they were both stuff that I was just doing for fun. It was a passion. I would love for Fruit Art. It was more, I won't even say it was a mistake <laughs> because um, I've always loved playing with my food. You know, even as a kid, my mother would tell me to stop playing with my food and eat it. My sister would always, whenever we have family events and gatherings, she would cut up fruit and, you know, serve them. And she was getting ready to get married. And, you know, everybody was like, who's going to be doing the fruit displays and stuff. So I took it to another level by incorporating like carved floral melons and stuff. And the time that I actually decided to take it serious while I was still doing my full-time job was my husband. Now we were just dating and I was meeting his family for the first time. I didn't know what to gift them. So I did like a small fruit display. I carved the honeydew into flowers and different things. And when 
we got over to their house, his his mom had guests and everybody was like, oh, where's this from? Where did you buy this from? I won that. I was like, oh, I can make money from this, you know? So that's when I started taking it more serious and with customers, you know, challenging me with things and different things. I've been, can say that I'm an expert at carving and down the line, I actually got an opportunity to, to compete on food networks. It's been a fun mistake journey. That's interesting. When were you on the Food Network? I was on Food Network um, 2016 during Cake Wars Christmas. I was the carving artist in my team. We didn't win, but we we did we did a great job. <laughs> it was it was a fierce competition. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. I love watching those shows. That's pretty cool. You started Fruit Art USA first then, is that right? Or you said it was simultaneous. Tell me about that. Yes. So in terms of like, as an actual business, I started Fruit Art USA first. While I was doing Fruit Art USA, I was also doing makeup. I didn't have a cosmetic line. I was also a makeup artist doing makeup for people at your weddings and stuff. And, you know, like it always say, everything start out of a passion. So Omaloa came into existence when I was having problems finding the perfect shade for women, my skin tones, women who are deep, darker than me. And also, you know, eyeshadows that will pop on their skin, lip colors. So it was always a dream that one day I will find a company that will make those things so I can create. And also I figured I always found out that whenever I had my customers or my clients in my chair, you know, as an artist, you can either make somebody's day or break it. I was always pouring positive things into my customers. And, you know, I'll tell them to achieve their dreams. They'll tell me they're always comfortable sharing their dreams and their life aspirations with me. And for some reason, somewhere or the other, by the time where I was done with their makeup, they felt really empowered. And I figured if I can create a makeup line that can make women look good and feel bold and get be ready to achieve their dreams, I can serve the whole world, you know, instead of just having and one or two people in my chair. So that's how Omaloa Cosmetics came into existence. I love that. What makeup did you start with? How did you do that? Because I'm sure that you have to, like, did you start with one item or a line? And how many did you have to have in that first initial drop? That's an awesome question. So when I first started, I started out with an eyeshadow palette that was like really, really bold and pigmented. The manufacturer that I was working with were willing to allow me to start in smaller quantities. And then I went into adding more complexion products, which but back then mineral makeup was a thing. And then I was, I didn't even call my line Omalewa Cosmetics. It was a different name because I was just starting out. I called it um, La Beleza something, you know, and eventually down the line, I felt like it wasn't true to the, the company, the name. I started off, I found this local manufacturing company in New Jersey it was a, a lady in her small manufacturing. She was willing to create deeper shades for me because she was used to creating like lighter shades, but she was willing to work with me as an artist and take advice for me on what to do with like mineral powders, eyeshadows and stuff. So that was a great start because that allowed me to know that everything that you think of or, you know, you put onto your mind, you can achieve because she worked with me. She helped me bring up my creativities or 
how I want the blushes to look and feel like. And as I was learning from her, she was learning from me as well. So that really helped me start. Eventually, I figured that even some of the mineral makeup was still looking uh, looking and feeling a little bit ashy on my darkest skin tone customers. I wanted to even go deeper. So I invested into having like a contract manufacturing lab here in the US. That was also very helpful as well. But if you ask me, I know your question was, did I start with one product? I was so excited to start a makeup line. I literally invested everything that I had and I was all over the place. I had different makeup products. I had skincare. I had everything (laughs) because I was more of an artist and a creative. I didn't think about the marketing portion of having like so many products (laughs) at once. So a couple questions on that. How did you find the gal in New Jersey first? It was just through research. I was just researching small manufacturing company. And then I went for a show and I met someone who was able to connect me with the lady. Perfect. So that, that, you know, and, and I always tell people that nothing is impossible, you know, do your research, network, find connection. Um, one day you will find the answer to your questions. I love that. The reason I ask that is because I know a lot of listeners, we say all this stuff. Oh yeah, I just happened to find a lady in New Jersey. Well, you just didn't happen to find her, right? You had to do the work to find her. And it does take a lot of research. And sometimes we get lucky. If you fail the first five or 10 or 20 times, just keep going. So the next question I have for you is, you said you had a whole bunch of lines there in the beginning and realized this might be a little hard to market. How did you narrow that down? And how did you go about doing that? Sure. So I will probably tell you a little bit more (laughs) before I get to the narrowing down process. I took a huge bold step while I still had my makeup line when I started my makeup line to go into the African market. Mind you, I came here when I was middle school and I had not connected with a lot of people back home in a while. My parents still lived there, but that didn't mean that, you know, I was still in connection. And I took a huge step to go and launch my product there because I wanted to test the longevity of the product. You know, I, I wanted to create a line that women or lady bosses could rock all day and still be confident that your makeup is stay put. And the best place to test it is in the African market because it can get really, really hot and humid and everything. So I took a bold step when there, um, started distribution, um, distributing it and training college students to become makeup artists and learn the products and use that on their clients. I was also able to get some of their famous and amazing celebrity empowering women to support my line because they love the product. And I was able to get brand ambassador deals and different things. That was a bold step. And while I was doing all of that, I still had to figure out how to market, you know, the skin. I mean, the, all the products were great, but if anybody, and I always advise any people who are starting new businesses or something is to focus on your hero product. Focus on that product that is, you know, the best and and market that out. Um, Let everybody know you for that before you branch into like other things. So that was a huge challenge for me in terms of marketing because what am I marketing? Like today I'm marketing like foundation, powder. But one thing that I also figured that really worked well is because makeup is step-by-step, I'm still able to sell somebody primer and letting them know that it works really well. 
with foundation, but then also how do I get the same people to understand that you have to have your skin laid or you have to buy my skincare products to get there. So those were some of the things that helped me decide to to narrow it down to my favorite best-selling product, which made life a little bit much easier. You mentioned your hero products. Tell us what they what they are. So I, before, because I started with so many things, I did find out that a lot of women wanted, you know, my primers and they did not just want the primer. They wanted the modifier. They wanted foundation because they work cohesively together and help your makeup to stay put throughout the day without having to worry about it. And then um, one of our bestsellers is also our lipsticks, you know, which has proven that you can eat, drink, kiss, and your lipstick will still stay put. Even during a pandemic, that was one of our bestsellers. That product took off because people, a lot of women, still wanted to look beautiful under their face masks. What was most amazing is they knew that they can still have their lipstick on while they're wearing their mask and it's still not going to come off. It's smudge proof, it's sweat proof, it's kiss proof, and it's eating proof. So those are some of our best products. And we recently launched our Hold Me Down Daily Setting Spray, which allows your makeup to become smudge proof, sweat proof. And it also contains amazing skincare ingredients like hyaluronic acid, rose water extract, niacinamide, and all of the good things. So the makeup is not just to help you look good, but it's also help you feel good and also give you all the benefit that your skin needs. So we always say that, especially with my foundation, it's weightless. It looks and feels like skin. And that is what we want. We don't want anything cakey. That, Those are our best products. That's fantastic. Well, a couple things. I read an article years ago in the New York Times that said, you know, during during economic downturns, women still want lipstick and jewelry. Yes. Because, especially, yes. you know, especially during the pandemic when everybody was on Zoom. So you see from like the waist up, gotta look good. And I will, I'm going to share with our listeners. I have the, the lip, um, it's a lip liner. It's not a liner. It's a. The limitless liquid lipstick. Yes, it is. It lasts all day long. You look fantastic all day long. It's great. I tell her that people will stop me on the sidewalk and say, I really love that color. Where did you get that? So I love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Tell us about the process when you went international and how long it took you to get all of those kind of to streamline that that whole process. Sure. Going international, to be honest, it was a huge step of faith, especially into the African market. Like I said before, I hadn't been in a while. That's why I tell people to continuously do your research and network because once I got in the market, I was always on ground meeting people that would connect me from one person to another. I was looking for one particular celebrity to be my brand ambassador. Her name is Jackie Appier. She's one of the best, most known, very humble celebrities in West Africa. It, it did take time. My first goal, especially when I stepped before going to Ghana, was I wanted Omolewa to be a nationwide uh, known brand. And it, it was challenging because I, I didn't understand the African market. I came here when I was in middle school. Through network, 
meeting people. Like I was always on the ground, going from one place to another. One of my goals was to get one of their top celebrities to be my brand ambassador, which was like a huge goal. Like who am I? Where, where's the money, you know, to afford that? I was very persistent. And then I finally met her. People say that we look alike. So that was one of the reasons I had done my research. You know, she is so humble. She doesn't have any crazy things attached to her brand. You know, she's an amazing actress. So I met her and I was like, I want you to be my brand ambassador. I'm sure she was like, who are you? <laughs> you know, but I had faith and with everything. So one day she was like, you know what? I'm going to try your product. I'll try it for six months because I can't mess up my brand. I, I'll try it for six months. And if I like it, we can talk. And I sent it to her and her manager and they loved it. They called me back after a couple of months. They're like, okay, we can do this. And I'm like, listen, I'm a small business. And they understood my passion. They What they loved the most was my passion and you know the quality of my product and for African women to create this amazing product and line that all women can wear. She was one of the first people that was gave me that confident that this product is going to do well in the African market. And then also I was able to get a lot of TV features, you know, just by networking, going in there, you know, just having so much faith in my product and my passion. That's what most of the time at the end of the day, people were like, we'll work with you. When I first got into Ghana, I wanted to do this program, this event that I wanted like 200 and something people. This was like one of my first events there. And I didn't even know what to do with it. But let me tell you that that event came together. So I just want to tell everyone, you know, listening in on this podcast, everything is possible. Really, if you put your mind to it, and I don't know what you believe in it, but by faith, I believe in God, everything is possible. Everything is possible to achieve. And it went smoothly. I got sponsorship. I had the exact and even more than the amount of people that I was expecting to be at the show. That's my story of what gave me more confidence. And then in there, I was like, okay, how can I give back to these communities? So I would talk to college students, train them for free to become makeup artists, give them the product to use. That's wonderful. I love that you train makeup artists for free and we're helping them get their feet on the ground. Yes, yes. And and these are college students and they love it. They love the fact that they could have an, a side gig while they're in school. That was really fun and very fulfilling for me as well. Yeah. Makeup artistry fascinates me because I never wore makeup until probably 10 years ago, which is kind of funny. Oh, wow. Well, you rock it really well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What year did you start Ormaloa Cosmetics? So in terms of manufacturing and, you know, getting my contracts and everything together, I started around 20, 2012. Well, end of 2011. And then I launched it in Africa, end of 2013. So more like 2014, that's when I started. And then I launched here in the US in 2016, while I was still going back and forth in the African market. But in 2018, end of 2018, I decided to learn the US market because I live here. This is home for me. So Learn the U.S. market, learn e-commerce. So, you know, I got some coaches in 2019, learn e-commerce, build my brand. And there you have it. 2020 COVID happened and COVID, the lockdown, which was, I think it was in March. Normally, that's when I would travel over to Africa. And if I had not taken that step of faith, if I had not listened to my guts, if I had not listened to my faith, what God was telling me to do, I don't know where my business would have been. 
I didn't know that whole time of me shifting my focus to focus on the U.S. market. It was God preparing me for what to do in 2020. And since then, my business has been thriving in terms of e-commerce. I understand e-commerce. I understand how to run ads. I understand my customers. I understand the U.S. market. And even within that time frame and before and after, you know, I got featured on Forbes in a law magazine. It's it's really been quite an interesting and an amazing journey. I feel like I've kind of been all over the place, but everything is working together. I feel like you are the only one that thinks you've been all over the place. From an outsider looking in, we don't see that. We see this (laughs) really sharp, stunning, smart business owner who is just building an empire. And I I don't think I'm alone in saying that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like as women, we, we so need to build confidence in other women because think about that confidence that you built from being in Africa. And you were even hesitant on starting it here. And you started a little over a year before the pandemic. Thank God. And there's so many of us that that I see that have maybe imposter syndrome and are really lacking that confidence to push through. I love that you saw your worth. Listen, every time I need to take a bold step and, you know, like I feel that imposter syndrome, you know, who are you to do this? Who, you know, I have to remember some of the things that I've been able to achieve in the past and the steps that I took. And what can you lose? At the end of the day, you you fail because you did not try. That's the only time you you're actually a failure. But sometimes us trying and failing is also part of the process. So you just have to take a step of faith. And that's why my mission, even for my makeup line, is to help women achieve their dreams. And I tell you that even as an artist, and that's why I always tell makeup artists when I meet new makeup artists, your artistry is not just to make women look good. You can speak positive things into your clients. Like I would just be having straight just regular conversation. And I didn't know that these conversations were impacting these women to achieve their dreams. Some of them would get back to me like, remember that advice you said I should do or what I told you I I was going to do? I did that. I started my shoe line. I started my braiding services. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It's nice to have a person to bounce ideas off of and who is really positive and saying, just do it. Just start it. Yeah. Just do it. Just start it. Just start it. What is the worst that can happen? If, if you don't try, you never know. You would never know where it would take you. I mean, when I was an artist, you know, I was hoping for to, for me to find somebody to create what I needed. But when I didn't find that, I'm like, I have to create. Like I said, I went through multiple steps to get to the final, you know, even and up to now. Even whenever I'm creating new products, sometimes my manufacturers, they can't stand me because I'm like, nope, this ain't it. <laughs> So that's a good, that's a, that's a good topic here. When you say this isn't it, how long does that process take? And it's good to be picky, right? That's why your, your products are fantastic. You're doing really well. How long does it take from when you submit, when you submit it? I don't know what you submit. Do you submit? Yeah. Honestly, Here's the thing. Sometimes we have like a year timeline, you know, we can have six month time, like I have two month timeline, but my um, my thing is I'm not launching this until it's perfect. My customers are not going to see this product 
until it does what I say that it's going to do. So that actually also gives me that confidence whenever I'm launching a product because I've tested it. I've had makeup artists test it. I've had people who love makeup and know the industry test it. And I've gotten feedbacks. It's still a process for me up to today. If it ain't good, it's not going out. <laughs> right. And let's talk packaging for a quick second. How long did it take you to find the kind of quality packaging that you envisioned for your product? I mean, it's still, up to today, still an ongoing process because we're, you know, makeup is a, you know, this trend, this classic, this everything, but... I wanted something that actually speaks to the Omolewa audience, which are lady bosses. You know, I want you to hold your package and see beautiful gold, glamorous. So it does take me some time to come up with packaging. And I always want the product, even to the names of the product to empower women. So, you know, even with our limitless liquid lipstick, the name lets you feel like you're limitless for the whole collection. And then we have colors like go-getter. We have colors like icon, mogul. You know, when you put it on, you feel like a money magnet. So it's to empower women. We have our face your fears, eye face, face palette which is designed like a shape of like a phone. Each shade shows you how to face your fears. So we have Overcomer, we have, you know, different things. So it's not just about the beauty of the packaging, which we try to make it look beautiful. We want you to open up the product and, you know, see a positive message that will make you, that will make your day because most women start their makeup in the morning. So if you start with a product that speaks positivity and not just make you look good or feel good. We feel like, you know, we have an impact on how people start their day. So those are always a focus when I'm coming up with a new product and the packaging. I need the packaging to speak to that person that opens it up in the morning or in the nighttime, in the evening to use it. I love it. I'm just going to ask you a few questions as we are almost done with our time. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Just keep going. Keep going even when it gets tough because at that moment that you decide to quit, you never know that maybe the next day after that's when your breakthrough is supposed to be there or when you're supposed to get your breakthrough. So keep going, keep going. You can never fail. Even when you feel like you failed, you can learn from that failure to become successful. So my mantra, my everyday thing is keep going, have faith, have faith in God, have faith in yourself, that anything that you put your mind to is possible. Perfect. I love it. What's your favorite app or system that you use to streamline your business? Favorite app or system. I love social, the outcome of social media. But not necessarily being on it because it can also be a huge distraction. Sometimes you can also learn and connect with a lot of people. Um, I love Facebook, the fact that I'm able to run ad- advertisement, run my ads through Facebook and meet new customers who are looking for exactly what I have. That is always fulfilling. Like I will meet ladies, you know, people become because that, oh my gosh, I've been looking for a makeup that will last all day long. I've tried so many other brands and this is it. Or foundation that feels like my skin. So love, love um Facebook um for that. Favorite app. I love Unum. It's U N U M to plan. You know, helps me me and my team plan all of our social media 
pre-post, you know, like plan everything ahead so that I won't have to be the one to physically post every day because I forget <laughs> and I'm able to quickly review that as well. Great. Lastly, where can listeners find you online? Online. So they can find us or me on or my product on omolewamakeup.com. You can also check out my personal Instagram page, which is I underscore am so i am underscore omalewa and then my business is at omalewa underscore cosmetics and then at fruit art usa for the fruit carbon business perfect i'll put those all in the show notes too for people so they perfect can, <laughs> so they can just click on the link awesome irene it's been a pleasure thank you so much for agreeing to come on the mrs podcast Thank you so much for having me. And I wish you lots of success with this. This is really great. It's good for other women to hear what other people are doing, to inspire them, to encourage them, and to empower them to keep going. So I love this. It's nice to be able to just click on a podcast and be able to listen to all these stories from all different all different trajectories. It's pretty neat. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Irene. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You as well. Take care, Linda. Bye. Bye.